to the spirit of truth. Speak through me. Don't let me speak what I want to speak, but I yield to you. I permit you to have your way. Thank you for your awesome presence. Let Jesus alone be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you again. It's beautiful atmosphere. Beautiful people. I like to see young people on fire. I thank you for what God is doing with you, you guys here. God bless you. More grace and more grace. I love your sound. Melody is from heaven. I can just sit and soak in all day. The sound coming out of this stream. We give God praise. Just for two minutes, just stand to your feet and just lift your hands and give Jesus all the honor, all the glory for the season we are about to enter. The season he had old Sudan gets his title. Let him know that he will get the glory out of your life. Without him, you are nothing. We bless the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you. We bless the name of the Lord. Forevermore, it is to you I give the glory. It is to you I give the praise. For you have done so much for me. And I will bless your holy name.
let's all sit down now and hear the word of the Lord. My God, apostolic generation. Oh, Jesus. This is the heartbeat of God because you see, the entire New Testament is apostolic. The entire New Testament. A sent one. The apostle is a sent one. God has sent all of us. God has sent all of us. But you see, the number one requirement for a successful sending is maturity. I've understood that God does not do business with kids. And the, the pain of God is that the church has refused to grow. The church has refused to mature. So we have immature men of God. We have immature men running big ministries. We have immature people taking the place of God. And then you see the immaturity begins to speak in the process of time. But I believe there is a generation God is raising. Now, these ones have gone through hell and high water. And they've matured in the job. Now they will go. I wish somebody heard what I said. Now they will go. Have you ever done business with people you thought were mature? And all of a sudden, you see the kids of them. The reason why we have divisions is immaturity, strife, envy. What are you envious about? When the Lord has, he does have enough people. There's so much for everybody. Glory to God. Before I enter the properly the sermon, I want to show you the five qualities of this generation. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 5 verse 4 Can I get this? Okay, good. Verse 3. Kalido Shande Salai. It takes maturity to forgive. Forgiveness is not for kids. That is why you see somebody telling you what he did to me. You wouldn't understand. Have you seen bitterness in high places? Oh yes. It takes the spirit of God in its, in its fullness to make us forgive and move on. When Stephen was being killed, Stephen had every right to curse. 
was being killed. Nobody, it wasn't being prophesied to that someone was going to kill him. You know, now when you go to some place, they tell you your problem is your dad or your mom or your brother. Then you now begin to seek revenge. One time the Lord told me, he said, the, the, the prayer language of the church has changed. And because of this, we have become less productive. I was at the University of Enugu Campus in the 80s. I saw the SUs. I saw those guys who, who loved the Lord. I saw them lock themselves up in rooms like this and begin to cry for us. We were lost there. We were unbelievers. We were sinners. They were crying for us. And we were laughing at them. How can mature people walk into a room and start to cry? They were not praying for their cars or jobs. These were successful people leaving the school. They were not crying for anything. They were crying for us. That is why when we got saved, we really, we really got saved. Because there were people praying for us. When people get saved without people praying for them, you know. You have to beg them to come to church. You have to pay them to play the keyboard. This kingdom has a formula. The way into this kingdom is prayer. If you walk into this kingdom, it will show. If you are prayed into this kingdom, it will show. We are the generation without tears. Our prayer should be God give us back our tears. Because the kind of evil on earth today are not small things. They are not the kind of things you say get saved and people get saved. They need our tears. People have gone. Satan has drawn people up to himself and there's no power to bring them out. No tears to bring them out. So they're wallowing in their iniquity without conscience. And nobody is reminding them of what it involves. What that involves. So now, in those days, they were praying for us to come to Jesus. And when we came to Jesus, we were prayed in because we were the least expected to be saved. Yeah? But today, our church, our prayer language is now kill our enemies. We spent all night prayers killing our enemies. They must die. Those that hate you must die. Your mother-in-law must die. You see? Those people are praying, Lord, save our enemies. We are praying, Lord, kill our enemies. So there's no prayer for these evil people. So they're enjoying their evil and they die in their evil. It takes maturity. That's the job of the apostolic generation. They're not the ones that will pray die. They're the ones that will pray have mercy. 
Stephen was one of them. He was being stoned. And the Bible said just before he died, heavens opened. He saw Jesus standing. <laughs> and he prayed. He said, Lord, forgive them. Don't let this charge against them. Who was he talking about? Paul, who was the head of this mob. How many Pauls have been killed by Christians before they become Paul? How many souls have been killed? Because we are not mature enough to forgive and pray for those that despitefully use us and kill us. It takes the spirit of God to forgive. Because before that happened, the Bible says, Stephen, now filled with the spirit, looked up and saw heaven open. Lord, do not charge them with this sin. What, you know, if, if at that, at that moment, if Philip, if Stephen had called on the Lord for his fire, he would have sent his fire to free him. But you know what would have happened? God would have lost Saul. And imagine the New Testament without Saul. The New Testament without Paul will be a walk, a book of walks. Because the others did not understand grace. And this is an era of grace. So the Lord, his heart cries. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. The problem is that we never really put away the childish things. We never really mature. We are always at a babyhood. Not ready for meat. Wanting, wanting milk. No, he has to win you. He has to win us. To bring us into things that we need to know as hard as it may look I pray that God will speak beyond my words because it's actually spirit to spirit contact God cannot take babies to battle Babies will be complaining. The sun is too much. <laughs> the terrain is too rough. So he has to spend more time to train us. So, and there's no more time. You see, you see the dilemma of God. He has no more time, but he has to still train us. Because he loves us too much to lose us. And that is why even you won't find a very rich Christian. Because we, we seem not to be able to handle money. You know, after God is money. Believe me. And the problem God has is that money is in the hand of babies. And he did not give them the money. Many billionaire Christians today made their money before they became Christians. 
and they made their money some of them in funny ways but they won't tell you and the mistake we make is we invite them to tell us how to prosper <laughs> so all the financial seminars are organized by them so I wonder what they'll be saying <laughs> and God is just shaking his head But the ones God wants to prosper are not ready to go through the pain of denial. Those that God will bless financially will suffer a lot. Lack. So that before he releases the money he wants to release to them, he will have trained them to know that money is nothing. And there will be no pride in them. It will kill all the pride. I was telling some people that came to see me uh, some weeks ago, some months ago. I said, Daddy, when we are trying to have a breakthrough, it fails. I want to, I wanted to help us to pray. And if possible, to prescribe a fast to break the spirit that comes at the edge of success. I said, it's not a demon, it's the Lord. They were unhappy. I said, it's not the Lord. It's not the devil. It's the Lord. The Lord don't want you to have that kind of money. Because if you have it, he will lose you. So rather forget about the money and pray to mature. When he can trust you, he will spoil you. He's looking for errand boys. He can wake you up at 2 a.m. and say, Why 2 million to that guy? Without story, it's done. That's the move. You see, church is so tough when the church is filled with immature people who just come to dance and feel good. There's more to God than that. I know what happens in our midst. People come with needs and go with needs. Somebody's crying for 100,000. And God cannot send 100,000 from, from, from heaven. He has to wake up somebody to say, give this person 100,000. So when we are in that, on our dancing mood and God interrupts our dancing and says, hey, give that guy 100,000. What do we do? I rebuke that voice. Get the behind me, devil. What kind of nonsense is this? I'm hearing a funny voice. But that's God. That's, that's the way the kingdom works. But if we're all mature, people will live with their needs met. Because we know when God is telling us to do something, even when it's not comfortable. That's an apostolic generation. See, at times God will have to get to America to wake up someone to pray. There's trouble by 2 a.m. somewhere and someone needs strong intercession but everybody's asleep. Everybody's asleep. He goes to Akure, they're all sleeping. He moves to Ondo, they're sleeping. He goes to Anambra, they're worse. He has to go to Europe to look for somebody who has not yet slept deep because of the time difference. Thank you for time difference. 
America or Russia where they have eight, nine hours. This is how it works. So someone from America would say, I, I was, hey, I was praying for you last, yesterday. When God says that, I, I'm looking for a man I can't find. How do you mean you can't find? Yeah, you can't find mature people. This business is not for babies. Thank God for these babies as preach. I don't like to listen to them because it's all in the prepared. This, this game is not for children. The pulpit is not for nine-year-olds. They can sing, but not to preach. I'm serious. This someone is not for enjoyment. It's for pricking. There is someone is not there. No, when Jesus finished preaching, they picked stone. I'm serious. It's a bad get out of this place. Get out. After all the healings and say preachers, get out. He wasn't saying what they wanted to hear. But now we say what we want to hear. I receive that money. Amen. <laughs> receive a new house. Ah, ah, thank God. That man's service was powerful. It's a waste of time. I'm telling you the truth. Receive a new car. It's not like that. God is saying, when you mature, you don't need to beg for anything. It's only a, a dumb elephant that prays to be big when they grow. Oh Lord, make me. God, I want to grow, I want to be big. I want my muscles to be big, my legs to be big. That's who you are. Just grow. You see, when you preach like this, people will not like it, but that's the word of God. Because it puts the responsibility on you to know that if I don't have it, it's not, it's not God's fault. It's my fault. Then let me walk on myself. Satan wants to give you millions now. Believe me, it's God that is stopping it. Because the devil knows you can't handle it. Once that money comes, you find a second wife. <laughs> like Edochi. <laughs> I'm telling you. You don't know you have it in you until something happens. Some want the car to go home and dust, throw dust on people. That's immaturity. You see? Satan wants to prosper you now. Because when that money comes, you'll be too busy to come to church. You, you can't be here now. About 20, today's what? 27th, right? Uh-uh. Yes, there was Christmas now. Let's enjoy. <laughs> no, big men don't come to this kind of place. So God will keep the money. He said, Let's keep crying, keep praying. I'm serious. You know, now you can tell who has money by observation. But when God blesses you, it's hard to know. When you give, nobody will hear. 
I've noticed something in the church, right? When you say, I want 20 people to give us 100,000, you see 20 people stand up. When you say, I want people to give us 100,000, don't stand up. You won't see any money. Because people want to be noticed. That's immaturity. Even when they don't mean it, they will stand up. For you to know, I have 100,000. You don't have. See, anything apostolic is about maturity. That's the bottom line. That's why it is the chief of the gifts. When you see murmuring, see greed, see anger, see bitterness, see all, then it's, 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 it's childish. And that is why God will never take cities with pastors. Because pastors are full of envy. The pastoral mindset is an envious mindset. Pastors envy each other. And when, when those, such pastors with pastoral mindsets come together, their prayer will not be heard. Because there's strife, there's competition among them. So what does God do? God begins to work on the pastoral mindset who move to apostolic. Because the pastor thinks the church, apostle thinks the kingdom. So, pastor wants my church to grow. My church must grow. When that church starts to grow, and not his own, trouble starts. They start warning the members, stop going about. <laughs> That's a pastoral mindset. When a good man of God is coming to town, these fearful pastors will warn them. You see, don't go anywhere. This weekend, the Lord says, stay in your house. <laughs> That's a, But an apostolic mindset will say, there is a gift coming to town. Go and be blessed. Some pastors send spies. Oh yeah, they said go and go and check if any of our members will go there. So come and sit and be waiting. Once they come, they write their name. That's why the kingdom is like this, because we've refused to grow. have an apostolic mindset you're happy when somebody else or another ministry is moving on and doing something because you know the kingdom is enlarging we are all for the enlargement of God's kingdom we are enlargers of God that's what God wants it must not be through me Let it, be, let it be done through anybody. And we truly rejoice with whoever the Lord pleases to use. Praise the Lord. So look at this. Five qualities of this apostolic. The men who God are going to use. I want to call it men like God. If you're looking for a someone title, you can use that one. Men like God. Put your hand there, but go to Acts 17, verse 6. 
हो जा जा रहा था This generation needs our tears. Say that. Say, Lord, give me tears. I'm telling you, we've not gone into that realm of intercession where we just break out in tears. One of these guys of the early fathers was telling us, wrote a book and was telling us how he would always break and start to cry for sinners. And he didn't understand it. What the Lord said to him, your spirit is seeing their end. When, when your spirit picks hell, you can't be joyful. So whoever that is headed that direction must be wept out of the way and brought back into the kingdom. Like I told you, there are some sins, <laughs> tears only can save, if you know what I mean. There are some, some, some habits and attitudes that only sin can help. Only tears can help. So this, he, he, it was an evangelism and he went to one woman's house, knocked on their door and said, I came to tell her about Jesus and to invite you to our church. We're having a program, blah, blah, blah. The woman chased him out. Get out. How dare you walk into this room with your fanatical spirit and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he said he now got to the, 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 the foyer outside and began to weep. He couldn't talk again. He began to weep. And wept home. That Sunday, he saw the woman in church. After the service, she, she received Christ. And he ran to her and said, Mama, what happened? She said, your tears. Your tears spoke to me. Your tears spoke a million words. And I knew I needed God. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. We don't need we don't need preachers anymore. We don't need we don't need we don't need we don't need motivators. We need these ones that have turned the world upside down. That's apostolic generation. These are men that when they come into a city, they don't go to the governor's lodge to greet the governor. They don't receive them with sirens. But the atmosphere will know that some people have come into town. Am I talking to somebody here? You know, the Bible said Philip, when Philip finished his crusades, there was joy in the city, not in the church. Oh, Jesus. Am I talking over your head? Because the things of God are not really taught, they are caught. So you need to catch my spirit. If you don't catch my spirit, you'll be very disappointed and very tired. Because I may not say somebody shout amen. Unless somebody say hallelujah, I may not, you may not hear those things. So it's very unkind. So. <laughs> just say, Lord, open my spirit and just connect my spirit so that I can, your spirit can benefit. Jesus said, Is the, the, the spirit that profiteth? This is my spirit trying to break into some spirits. Amen. Yeah. 
these guys, you know, now couldn't let to do crusade, they have to carry food. <laughs> Lord help us. Carry food, carry clothes. Apostle. I don't know about South Africa, but I'm telling you about Nigeria today. Is it same? Same spirit. So you go to the crusade ground and drop all the rice and gary and clothes. So people will see People will see the food and the clothes. Then they will come for that. Then you preach to them. That's not the gospel. Because they're not coming for your gospel. They're coming because they're hungry. And that's why after that service and they go home with their food, ask them anything, they won't hear. But this early church had, didn't have money for that. They came with the glory. No WhatsApp, no Facebook, no radio, no TV, no car, nothing. Nobody to announce them. But the Lord announced them. The first the day of Pentecost, Peter spoke and 5,000, 3,000 without microphone. That's the glory. We have microphone without glory. They had no microphone, but they had glory. Which one is better? But thank God, we're going to have both. That is why we must do more. Amen? And this man affected the whole city. Cripples were getting up. Demons were running out of people. Now we don't even hear demons scream anymore. Everybody is clean now. It's not true. There's no power again. In those days, we used to catch witches who come to crusades. But now witches come and go. <laughs> Nothing will catch them. They give me carry our food and go. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind it. Let's go and carry that food. If I carry two bags. Carry our clothes, carry our money, and at night fly. Somebody say, God forbid. May you be among those that will turn your world upside down. Stand up and say, Lord, here I am. That's why you're here. You came to be imparted. Let something be added to what you have. Let something drop to your spirit. Let something wake you up. Many years ago, the Lord said to me, son, I've raised you to wake up a sleeping church. Wow. He says, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The day is gone. The night is far spent. Yeah. There is a call that's waking up the church to the glory. That's why Isaiah says, arise, shine. Because once, once you're able to arise, you start to shine. Because the glory is now. Oh, am I talking to somebody? The glory is now. But when you are asleep, you will not see the glory. 
Still sit down. Sit. Let me, see, let me, so much. Sleep is such a, such a terrible thing. What you do with sleep, both physical and spiritual, determines your destiny. You must hate sleep. As important as sleep is, you must hate it because sleep can be an enemy. Sleep will deprive you of the glory. Sleep is for babies. Babies sleep day and night. Some men sleep there. If you sleep there at night, you're gone. Are you among those that go to bed by 6 o'clock and sleep till 8? You're gone, no? You know why? It means that even God cannot wake you up. You can't sleep when you have responsibilities. So, the night's sleep doesn't come. Don't fight. Don't look for what to do to sleep. Pray. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. You said I couldn't sleep. Like, what were you doing? I was just lying down. No, that was a wasted night. Remember when Jesus, can I come down? When Jesus was on his way to the cross, he didn't feel good about the cross. Anytime you're headed somewhere and you don't feel good about where you're going, stop going, branch. Because the spirit knows. If you feel discomfort, if you feel you don't feel at ease with your decision to go somewhere, don't keep going. Don't just abide with them. Just, just branch somewhere. Jesus was going to the cross. He didn't feel good. He had branched and went to Gethsemane. Wow. Wow. To do what? To pray. <laughs> then he took his three most trusted people. How many people do you take to pray? Don't take your twelve. You didn't hear what I said. Only pastor heard me. If you take your 12 to prayer, you have failed. You must know who to take where. You must mature enough to say, you accompany me, you sit down. It's maturity. When you go to see an important man, don't take a joker. That'll be cracking jokes. You must know who to take. When it comes to battle, you must know who to take. Now, Jesus was going to battle of his life. Out of the twelve, he said, I can only go with three. Peter, James, and John. Let the guys go. He took the trusted three because he knew he needed assistance. No man is an island. May God give you the real people. When you're in trouble, may you know who to call. Some people are in trouble because they, they call the wrong people. Even after God has solved the problem, the problem is still on. Because you spoke to the wrong people. May your line be bad when you, when, when you want to call the wrong people. Took three. So, guys, I need help. Tarry with me. 
pray with me. He went ahead. Thank God he did. Because most times you'll be surprised you're the one praying for yourself. People tell you, we're praying for you, daddy. <laughs> that prayer may be, Father, please bless my pastor. That's no prayer. When they see, daddy, I'm standing with, no, you're not standing, you're just mentioning his name. I'm telling you the truth. To pray for someone is not easy. For you to forget your own problem and take on another man's problem. You know, I had a problem many years, from years ago. I couldn't sleep for almost two years. And I'll call my pastors. Come on, pray, uh, come on, pray with me. After the time, I stopped calling them because they were tired. <laughs> because they prayed that nothing would change. That did you sleep? No. I will come again tonight. Yes. After a while, I stopped telling anybody. I said, it's not between me and God. Some things are between you and God. Yes, Have you ever laid down? Shower, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., pray, 12, go to bed and stay awake. No sleep one second till 6 a.m. People wake up, you shower with them, you pray again, go to work, no sleep, all day, all night. One week, one month, two months, one year. And people see you say, you're looking good. That's a mystery. You see, the lies they told us that you can't do without sleep is a lie. The only thing you can do without is God. Yes, sir. When you have God, you don't need anything else. He went to pray. He prayed. He came out. I'm sure it was a long prayer. He came out while all sleeping. But he needed them. God wakes up those he needs. He, he came out. They were asleep. But he needed them. So he woke them up. So it's a privilege to be woken up. What I'm saying will not wake everybody up. But those that God needs will wake up. Do you know that the ten virgins were all virgins? They were all virgins. They, they all qualified to see the husband man, the groom. But how many saw him? Five. Hear me. Half of the church will miss the rapture. Not heaven. You don't miss her, but you miss the rapture. That's why some people will miss and they will stay and they will go through the tribulation. It will be so tough because you will not take the mark. That's another one entirely. That Bible that says those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits is for, it's a pre, it's for post-tribulation Christians who will get sick, who will remain here. It will be tough, but they cannot die because, and they cannot take the mark. So, it's a very serious matter. When he had Jesus say, for the sake of the elect, because of them, it won't be too long. May not be among them. <laughs> so what God is waking up actually are the five, not the ten. Because both 
all the ten were here, but only five will wake up. It's not a joke. We're in the last days. Yes. Don't be fooled by what Jesus said that no man knows the hour or the time. That was then. Paul tells us in Thessalonians, don't be like, don't think that that day will be like in the dark. It will not come to you unawares. You must know. There is no bride that does not know when his husband, husband is coming. Because if the bride does not know, the husband may be shocked. May be shocked. We must know when Jesus is coming. There are still sons of Issachar who have understanding of the times and they know what Israel ought to do. Oh yes. And they will sound the alarm. But some will say, it's, it's, it's stupid. But those that hear it will wake up on their inside. Jesus came out. They were still asleep. He woke them up. Ah, Jesus, forgive me. And Jesus gave them only one hour. Can't you tarry with me for one hour? It's okay, okay, we are. He went on again. Came out. Sleeping again. He needed them. He woke them up. Can't, oh, sorry, sorry, we're carried away. He now came the third time. They were still asleep, but he did not need them anymore. He had prayed, he had prayed through. He now said, sleep on. That word is the worst word anybody can hear alive. When God says sleep on, that means I, in, my, in my affairs, I don't see you anywhere. You have lost relevance. So, when you come to testify to us that thank God for the year 2022, that throughout this year, oh, I never had one problem. No, you're gone. If the devil doesn't see you necessary to trouble you, then it's okay. It's a testimony for babies. Babies who say, give me that anointing that make me not to have any trouble for one year. But God doesn't do business in the fridge. He does business in the oven. So if you're going to walk with God, you're going to pass through fire. But it will not burn you. Oh, nobody hear what I said. The fire will only prepare you. It will burn off the rubbish. If, if, hear me, if God cannot trust, if God cannot trust you enough to send the devil to you, wanted to attack Job before the time God said no don't touch Job because he's not ready yet so Job was glowing he was in prosperity he was in wealth when the Lord saw that Job had matured Satan have you seen Job it was God that called the devil in his attention 
Have you seen my boy Job? I said, ah, I've seen him, but I've tried to attack him, but you surrounded him. God said, now go. If you're in trouble today, it means God trusts you. Christianity without trouble is no Christianity. David said, in my affliction, I grew. You grow in trouble. You might go in trouble. It's okay when your wife is an anniversary. It's okay. It's for a while. It's part of the process. Don't rush and divorce. Because your wife, no, she's part of your tutors. When you pass the test, God will promote you. But some people miss it. They run away and divorce. That one gives me trouble. You are looking for who will not give you trouble, Abby? Where will you see the person? But I promise you, it won't be so for long. The, the greatest teacher God gives us most times are our partners. That is why when they break off, when they leave their first partners and eventually marry the second one, they prefer the first. And the second one may be giving them peace. Oh. <laughs> you see, God is deeper. Oh. I don't blame them. We have taught them that God doesn't bring trouble. There's no trouble around God. When God is there, everything will be fine. Nobody will, nobody will challenge you. Everything. We wake up, your wife, your wife will kiss you 20 times. <laughs> and we hear them testify. You know, when men of God come and say, hey, look, I have a great testimony. All lies, all lies. <laughs> Don't be moved by all those lies, the pastors tell. The pastor will tell you, you see my wife, she's the prettiest girl. It's not true now. The wife's not the prettiest girl. Just shut up. She's a good girl, maybe, but. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. Let's stop all these games. Because we're, we're sending the wrong message. So when they not hear the truth, they say, nah, it's not possible. Oh, it's possible. Let me tell you something. God is God. See Jacob. Look at Jacob. 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 <laughs> Jacob saw two sisters. One fine one. One ugly one. <laughs> Who wants the ugly one? <laughs> well, the ugly one was older. So the ugly one should be married before the younger one. But Jacob said, no, I want the younger one. But being that Laban was a con man, the, <laughs> the chief con man. He said, oh, you want the younger one? You don't want trouble? Okay. Work for seven years. He worked for seven years. Who did he give him? The trouble, the ugly one. And guess what? The ugly one kept multiplying. <laughs> he kept seeing ugly in his house. Everywhere was ugly. Children, ugly. <laughs> Wife, ugly. If God is with you, you start with ugly. I was telling some pastors, don't, don't run away when your ministry is ugly. When there's no keyboard, there's no good sound, nothing is ugly. You come to church, you're angry. <laughs> Offering is ugly. Nothing is nice. Only the calling. That's when most people quit. But it starts with ugly. When you are done with ugly, then he will bring the the good one. You know what? 
Jacob did, you know what he said? He said, when I die, bury me next to Leah. When I die, bury me next to the ugly one. Because I thought I wanted the fine one, but it was the ugly one that actually made me. Satan will give you the pretty one first. And then bring the ugly one later. But God will give you the ugly one first. Then bring the pretty one later. That's why we age well. Our best days are not in our younger years. Our best years are in the latter years. When Jesus changed the wine, what did the man say? Others bring the good one first. But you kept it and brought the good one last. That's the system of God. So when you are starting tough, it's right. Learn the atmosphere of toughness at that moment because that's what you will need tomorrow. Pray in the spirit, somebody. Jesus. Hold somebody's hand. Just pray in the spirit. Five minutes. Layana Mashatari. Rina Mamakashitas.
Kasha. Rida Babaka Shantas. Jesus. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of an apostolic generation. Men without greed, men without strife, men without envy. Men in whom there's no guile. Not perfect people, but men that love God. Men that love the kingdom. Jesus name after today God will put a certain kind of hunger in your spirit you will no longer take nonsense you will not take another gospel the gospel without trouble the gospel of wealth because wealth will come (laughs) you shall pack gold as dust You don't have to play games. That is the reward of God. Say, I shall pack gold as dust. Say it again. Say it again. Pray in the spirit. You know when I got to invitation God put that scripture that Paul Paul spoke about in Romans He said I long to see you That I may impart The glory is here That I may impart unto you the spiritual gifts so that you may be established. God is looking to establishing his people. 
we must be established Yalagas. Romans 1 verse 11 sit down let me show you something before I round up I like that I just like that I like that I like when there are supernatural hookups when you come out of this atmosphere you pray things through things pending will land are you hearing me things that are hanging around will manifest my God zebra Ne- listen, never you stop the rush when the spirit wants to pray. It doesn't matter in the middle of the sermon, break out, bust it, let it bust forth. No usher will stop you. Where the spirit of the Lord is king, there's liberty. Where the spirit of Jesus is Lord, there must be liberty. Yokes are breaking already, sicknesses are running away. Do you know, do you know, do you know that in this matured gathering, there's nothing like a healing service. Because every every service is healing service. Every service is deliverance service. Every service is impartation service. Things are happening. You won't even know until you get home. So, ah, that pain has gone. Oh, the ear is open. Oh, that door has opened. Oh, a new job has come. We don't look for those things. Those things will come. When Jesus is the center, jump up and shout yes. if when you get home you can pray like this when you get home you can pray like this so. it's an access God gives once in a while but when you deny that access you postpone your miracle because you want to be cute no any time the access comes grow I promise you nobody will disturb you nobody will stop you God grants unusual access at times when he likes, when he likes, not when we like. And when we deny and we ignore the windows he opens, the, the realms he shifts, we miss something.
like this at home. No. It's a privilege to have access to jump in the spirit, to run in the spirit, to pray in the spirit, to groan in the spirit. The spirit is speaking mysteries. Yeah. The spirit is speaking mysteries. Shake Open your spirit. Connect to it. Connect to it. Yes. Yes. You can pray. You can clap. You can jump. You can shout. Whatever. to the Romans could not be written he had finished writing he said I wish because what I want to give to you I can't write it I, I can't I can't give it by phone I have to see you and you have to see me why many times the devil hinders some meetings by stopping some people from coming it's not the same to watch at home unless you're not in that city (laughs) it's not the same that's why the Bible says don't forbid the gathering of yourself the assembling of yourselves together there's something that happens when we all come together under the glory 
There are impartations. understands what I'm saying and some people are still afraid of gathering the day is approaching quickly just do this five i'll be back here on thursday night for for prayer i will i will the lord will have me pray for some of you where's that girl i was singing here that slim girl i was singing yeah was he is he yeah yeah he's here stay behind there don't be singing anything that enters your head now listen listen I have services in my church this evening until 30th. But on Thursday, God said I must be here. I'll leave my church. I'll come here. To finish, to finish what God wants to do. Some of you will grow overnight. Because there's no more time. The day is approaching. Things must change. Church cannot be as usual. Tell somebody the day is approaching. Yeshua.
Agune Chamber. Agune Chamber means the lion that watches over the city. Agune Chamber is not the lion. Agu is a lion. But Agune Chamber is a lion that watches over the city. Jesus is watching over Nigeria. Ayaba. My God. The apostolic generation. They're coming. <laughs> the glory of the latter house shall be greater. That means that this coming generation shall be bigger than Peter and John. It's not a joke. Remember how Peter's shadow Peter was so anointed He didn't call for a shadow Shadow meeting No, the people called for it said, Bring all the sick Don't even talk to him When he's passing Keep your sick and dead people Where his shadow will pass Amazing The people that turned the world Upside down Lord, let me be among them. Hebrews 6 verse 4. I'm going to just finish now. Oh! Number one! They are going to be enlightened people. Enlightened. There's light. There's a special light that will be on them. That will teach them the word and revelations, deep understanding, enlightened. When a man in the natural is enlightened, he is one step ahead. Then in the realm of the spirit, when a man is enlightened in the things of God, it means he is one step ahead. The word of God has become light unto him, enlightened. This should be our prayer point. Let me be among the enlightened, Lord. Enlighten me in the things of the Spirit. You know, Paul said, concerning the things of the Spirit, I will not have you ignorant. Because many people are ignorant about the things of the Spirit. Have advantage. Enlighten. Number two, they will have tasted the heavenly gift. They will be accustomed. You know, Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul went to heaven. He went to the third heaven. You know, there's first heaven, second heaven. I'm sure God lives in the third heaven. That's when somebody was saying, where is, where is God? He's, he's not in heaven. No, he's in the third heaven. These people will have tasted the heavenly gift, or what they call the powers of the age to come. There, there is an age coming with a power far more superior than what, would, what we've ever seen. Men like God. Somebody said, Men like God. I'll go into that teaching proper on Thursday. Men like God. 
Catherine Kuhlman was a man like God. She's a woman, but there's no woman in the Lord. She went to a hotel to rest after she was tired. And all the people above her, up to a certain height, all healed. Smith Wigglesworth walked into a train station. People start shaking, begging for Jesus. Men like God. You can't turn the world upside down the way you are. Some things, some things must be formed in you. When they saw Paul and his brother, they said the, the gods have come to us in human form. They saw the miracles they were doing. They were abnormal miracles, not magic. There's a difference between magic and miracle. They were doing miracles, curative miracles. Azusa Street, William, William Samuel's meetings, people were, limbs were growing out of people. Out of hands, out of legs, eyes, brand new eyes popping up. Feet coming out. I found out that in the realm of the anointing, you can just do small healings, small miracles, but in the glory, you do outstanding miracles. Because the glory is coming back. Tasted. Gone, have become partakers of the Holy Ghost. Partakers of the Holy Ghost. This, those people are no more human beings. They're just men God has favored. Do you know? Huh? There's a, oh Jesus, have mercy. The way God is going to walk in these last days will be deep. I'll give you an example. After God will have trained you and you qualify for wealth, for instance. Wealth. And we come into a meeting like this. And God says, there's somebody here I want to bless, for instance. Can somebody just come out? I don't want to call anybody. Just come out. Let me use you as an example. And because he's prepared, now I told there's no more time. So God will make him dodge some process, some, some steps. So the glory will come on him. Give me this one. Let me try somebody else. Okay. So God says, the glory is going to come on you and you will prosper. You'll be the richest in your generation, blah, blah, blah. It comes now. Yeah, she can handle it. Okay. Now listen, in the spirit, something is on her, right? But you don't see it. But this thing on her is not ordinary. This thing on her is on her because of the prophecy. Okay? Now she begins to go to where she used to go before, as usual. As usual. Just be going. Just be going. Then suddenly, hold on, stop there, stop there. Somebody who had been seeing her before, who had the means to do business with her, for instance, but have been ignoring her because of this thing, heaven would touch that person. Say, hey, connect to this person. Am I making sense? So from nowhere, as well as you are, you are the billionaire, 
right? You now go to her and say, hey, can we see? Can we see? Now, she doesn't even know why she's wanting to see her. But she's been seeing her for many years. But there was nothing prompting her because what's going to happen will be by prompts, divine promptings. When God says, I will prosper you, I'll, I'll give you great wealth, he will not throw money from heaven to you. He will simply open the eyes of some people towards you. So, you've, you have a, a date with her. She will see you maybe tomorrow by 6 p.m., okay? And she's still going. The same route she used to pass before when nothing used to happen. But now there's something on her that is opening the eyes of people that matter towards her. Who's the next one that matter? You. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you see, you connect with her and say, hey, can we see tomorrow? So I'm busy tomorrow. So let's do it next tomorrow. Okay? Thank you. Before you know it, she's lined up seven appointments. And all of the appointments will be fruitful. By next week, she becomes a multi-millionaire. That's how it's going to happen. Not by might. Not by power. When it comes to, when it comes to meetings like this, something will sit on you. Because you're ready. You have, you have prepared. You've learned to be without for years. Without complaining, without anybody knowing. Now you're ready for the big leak. And when God says, by this time next week, you'll be a multi-millionaire, it doesn't make sense. But by Sunday night, you'll be like, what happened? In one week, I got what I did not get for 50 years. That's why when Paul says, making many rich, he was talking in tongues. Because the grace that will come on this generation will not be a joke. They're going to be men like gods. That was why Peter spoke and somebody died. That was the voice of God. You see, in that, in that realm, you're like God. People are asking, why did, why did God? You are God. God allows you to operate like him. Anything you speak will happen. And that's part of the training. Heaven will train you not to speak rashly. Anyone you bless will be blessed. Partakers of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Anything. Look at the man that said, oh, I command all of you be devoured. Elisha, when they were joking with him, he said, man with crazy boy, crazy boy. He commanded what? Bear to tear them up. It wasn't God, it was the man that did it. In that realm, because in the realm of that glory, elements obey you. You don't need to pray to God, it happens. You walk on water, say, hey, what I will stay there, I'll walk with you. I'll walk on you. It will, it will obey you. But that realm is not easy. That's what I'm telling you. You have to be trained. You have to almost die to get there. <laughs> so that you don't kill people with it. All these people saying die, die, die. If they were on that realm. <laughs> all of us would have died. You mind your business, death will carry you. 
But God won't honor because they're not there yet. And He won't give them because it will be more trouble for God. Partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God. The word of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the powers of the age to come. That's why he said, when these people like this, when they go back, it's impossible to bring them back. That's a realm. And we will get there before Jesus comes. And Jesus is coming in a few years. So get ready. Stand up again. Stand up. We're going to worship him. I like your worship. I like your worship. Son that comes to my mind says, living with the old, living at the altar with my father.